0: Thanks for listening to The Red Tree House, where I tell scary stories to keep you up at night. You can listen to The Red Tree House on your favorite streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe, oh, and leave a five-star review. You can follow The Red Tree House on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, X, Threads and Facebook at Red Treehouse Pod. And now you can find the Red Tree House on Patreon. Join the Red Tree House community and receive exclusive member benefits, including personal shoutouts, early access to episodes, bonus episodes, and more. Shout out to our newest Patreon subscriber, Chris. Thanks for your support and for listening. And as always, if you have a scary story or topic you'd like me to feature on an upcoming episode, email redtreehousepod at gmail.com. Important note sources for this episode can be found in the show notes. The more I sit and think, the more I'm able to recall scary phenomena from my childhood. Seeing things out of the corner of my eye, hearing voices that weren't in the room, and feeling like I was being watched. And I remember running from the bathroom back to my bedroom, jumping in bed, and throwing the covers over my head. In some ways, they're sort of the good old days. When dark corners could be hiding the boogeyman, scary movies actually scared you and you didn't dare let a hand or foot hang over the edge of the bed. Today's stories come to us from paranormal investigators, Isaac and Megan, who shared experiences from Isaac's childhood home, the Benskin Road Ranch. And having read through it in preparation for recording, I can say this, it's wild. And the best part, it's only a fraction of the experiences he had growing up there. So stay tuned for part two in the coming weeks. In this episode of The Red Treehouse, we're going to hear a first-hand account from Hidden in the Shadows Paranormal, and the experiences run the full paranormal gamut. Were his terrifying experiences proof of the supernatural? I'll share the stories. You decide for yourself. I'm your host, Will. Welcome to the Red Treehouse. Many paranormal investigators have a defining moment from their childhood that motivates them to uncover what lies beyond. Whether it's a traumatic paranormal incident or a childhood home, something always stands out. Both my wife and I have had way beyond our fair share of encounters, and even homes, that have provided us with some of the most intense and haunting experiences. For me, It has to be my childhood ranch that has left a lasting impression. The encounters I had there were so significant that we often refer to it as simply the ranch. I'm not the only one who has had experiences there. Other family members, friends, and siblings have as well. Let me give you some background on the ranch. It's situated in a small town approximately 50 miles north of San Antonio, called Blanco. When I was young, the town only had a population of 1,300 people, and it hasn't grown much since then. It's considered a pit stop town because it's on the way to major cities. I lived on the ranch from elementary school through high school, and while my family and I moved away periodically, we always returned. My grandfather owned the property and my uncle and dad had their own homes on the ranch as well. In my youth, the talk of the paranormal was never really mentioned. It would only be randomly discussed by friends here and there when they would ask about experiences we all had. But other than that, nothing. The first story I believe I should tell is one that happened when I was relatively young. I have two younger brothers, and there's only about a couple of years difference between all of us. Not only did my brothers and I grow up on the ranch, but my dad and his brothers also grew up there. On the ranch, there was a house that was on the other side of the property line, underneath a barbed wire fence, facing an open field. This house looked like a burnt-down home or a barn-type building. But it was so far away that you really couldn't tell what it was. My brothers and I were told that a witch lived there when we were kids. As a kid, I assumed that it was a ploy by my uncles and dad to basically keep us away from the house. One day, my brothers and I decided to sneak underneath the fence and move towards this house, thinking we could get to the bottom of what's inside we didn't get more than 30 yards away from the house when we heard a witch cackle loud enough where both my brothers and I heard it and started hauling back to the house after that we really didn't go by the house anymore I couldn't help but try to keep rationalizing after that day what we had heard it made no sense though I knew nobody was around that area and nobody had lived around that house for a while so it couldn't be a prank fast forward several years later when i was in high school a freshman to be exact my brothers were still in middle school and we were staying up late one night because we had nothing better to do so i said quote hey let's go get our video camera end quote It was one of those old-school 90s video cameras, like the big ones you carry on your shoulders. We thought it was a good idea to go record at night and see if anything showed up or was at the house by the open field. So, we go outside, and it's like 1 or 2 in the morning. My youngest brother was holding the camera. Before heading to the field, we took weapons just to be sure we could defend ourselves in case we ran into something. My second youngest brother was a little further down the dirt road. And with the way the layout of the ranch was, there was a dirt road, and by the dirt road was a fence to your left. Everything else, ranch-wise, was to your right. So you have the fence to your left, and across it is where the burnt-down witch house would be. We're walking down the dirt road, and my second youngest brother is ahead of me. And what's interesting about this area where the house is, is that there's a tree line about a quarter of the way before it breaks into an opening, where you can see the house on the other side of the fence. With my second youngest brother walking further down, I turned to my younger brother and jokingly said something stupid like, this is going to be better than Blair Witch. And when I turn back around, I notice my brother was farther down the road, staring out into the field. In my mind I'm going, alright, what's going on? And all my brother does is point into the open field. I get down so I can see what my brother is pointing at. And all I see is a white figure, like a man standing up. It looked like he had been kneeling in the tall grass. I see him stand up and walk off into the darkness. The best way I can describe what he looked like were drawings I've seen of a wraith. All of us got so scared we ran back home and didn't go out at night for a while. My brothers and I aren't the only ones that experienced bizarre things. One of my friends from high school had an experience that made him refuse to come back to the ranch. I was staying over at a friend's house in high school, and I needed to get some things to stay the night. So my friend went back with me to the ranch to get my stuff. Prior to this, I had told these same friends all my experiences I had at the ranch, but they never really thought anything of it. So, they're driving to my house, and it's just darkness. My mom had forgotten to turn the porch light on, and me and my friend got out of the car and went into the house while my other friend driving stayed back in the car. So, I went into the house with my friend and talked to my mom for no more than five minutes, and we walked out the front door to leave. I specifically remember saying, oh, The porch light isn't on. Let me turn it on so we're not walking in darkness. And we get to the car. And the friend that was driving is now in the back seat with a completely freaked out look on his face. I ask him, What's going on? What's going on? And my friend yells, Get in the car. Get in the car. I throw my stuff in the truck and get in. My friend, as we're driving away, starts telling us what he experienced. He said it wasn't maybe more than 30 seconds that we entered the house when he heard what sounded like a hoof stomp. But he said it sounded like it was in the distance, then right next to the car. And when he looked around, he didn't see anything. Then the hoof stomp started again, off in the distance at the car off in the distance at the car he was getting so freaked out because he couldn't see where it was coming from he thought it may have been a horse but then he proceeded to jump in the back seat so he could see a full view of what's around him he ducked down and he said he started to hear what sounded like a long claw scratching at the side of the car That's when he started honking the horn for us to come out. And when I turned the porch light on was when everything stopped. And as we were leaving, the weirdest thing happened with the deer. So he's telling us this story, which already has us freaked out. But then we noticed the deer. I lived out in the middle of nowhere. So seeing deer isn't uncommon. But as we were leaving, The deer were staring at us, not moving, not running away, just staring at us. When we got back to my friend's house, we checked out the car. Obviously, he heard the claw mark, so we wanted to check the car to see if there was any physical evidence of what he heard. And sure enough, when we checked the car on the side where he heard it, there was a very thin scratch almost like someone took a safety pin and scratched the car from one end to the other After that day my friend didn't come back to the ranch until he had to again later on This is the same friend that was driving in the previous story I was staying the night at his house again and for some reason I didn't have a way to get home. So I asked this same friend for a ride. Because it was at night when I asked, my friend was like, absolutely not. But then he caved when there was no other way for me to get home. As soon as his friend takes me up to my house, he rushes me, like, hurry up, man. Get out. Get out. I want to hurry up and leave already. And I chuckled. And went inside the way the road works is the same friend had to go down the road that was in the same areas that my brothers and i saw the white man standing in the field so my friend is driving and comes to a stop where there's a slight crossroads my friend mistakenly looks into the open field to the left the same field where we saw the white figure my friend ended up telling me at school the next day. And there he was, standing in the field, just standing there. My friend ended up telling me at school the next day. Then he told him I owed him money for new shocks cause he bolted out of the area after he saw that. After that he told me, sorry man you're gonna have to get someone else to drop you off from now on. The next story has always given my wife complete chills. We talk about these next two encounters on our episode of The Ranch. And she always has a freaked out look on her face. My grandfather had this one particular building that my second youngest brother and I lived in when we got out of high school. It was almost like a two-story concrete apartment-style building that was built because my grandfather had 10 kids and he needed to build extra space for them. When I was out of high school, they all moved out, so they were no longer there. My brother and I lived up there once they moved out of their parents' house. We both had separate rooms. At the time, my brother and I both worked overnight at a grocery store. So by living there, we gained some independence, but we're still close to home. One of the times I was living up there, I had a routine where working overnight, I would sleep during the day and stay up at night. That was my routine for like eight years. One of these particular times, I remember waking up late at night, or maybe it was early in the morning. Either way, it was dark outside. I'm somewhere between awake and asleep, when I see a little girl in all black. Like she's a shadow figure, yet I can see her in extreme detail. I could see the details in her clothing. It was a Victorian style dress, but it was all black like a shadow. She's hitting my nightstand with her fists and yelling, wake up, wake up. And then, in an extremely low, evil tone, slams the nightstand, and goes, Wake up! And it was so loud, it knocked me out of my sleep and woke me up. And the scary thing is that when I woke up, I noticed the water bottles on my nightstand were moving, like when you would hit the nightstand. Later on the next day, I told my brother what happened, and he goes, Oh, you saw her too. I respond, Wait, what do you mean? Have you seen her? My brother says, Yeah, she was at the end of my bed one night, just staring at me. He continued to say, And another time it was maybe 11 o'clock and I opened my eyes and saw someone in my room. And he said it looked like a girl in a Victorian dress. But when he blinked his eyes again, she was gone. Another encounter that is equally as creepy to that one actually happened to my cousin Valerie. Like I had mentioned earlier, my grandfather owned the main property, but there was my dad's house down the road and then further to the other side of the property. The left side of our house was my uncle's place. He lived there with my aunt and cousins. The house was about 100 yards from my dad's house. And you would take this little dirt road to go all the way up there. Anyway, my cousin told me that one of the nights when she lived in that house, that she woke up in the middle of the night because she felt like someone was in the room with her. She looked to the foot of her bed, and she saw this old woman crouched down with just her eyes and her head, peeking above the bed. The old woman stared at her for a good minute, minute and a half, and she didn't move. She didn't change. She didn't blink. She was just there. In my cousin's head, she started rationally thinking. Well, maybe somebody broke into the house and someone is just staring at me. My cousin didn't ask for anything or try to see who it was. So she decided she was gonna throw her blanket and make a dart for her parents' room. She threw the blanket and as she's running out of the room, she looks back and the top of the blanket falls and it looked like someone was underneath it. At this point, she's running to her parents' room screaming and crying. My uncle busted into the room ready to defend himself as if there was someone who broke in. And all they see is the blanket on the floor. No open windows. No unlocked doors. In fact, everything was locked and closed and nothing was out of the ordinary. It's funny that I even remotely use the word ordinary, even when I talk about this ranch, because these stories were only a small fraction of the multitude of encounters still left to tell. Needless to say, this ranch has served such an important part of my personal journey into the paranormal. I haven't even begun to scratch the surface on the absolute spookiness that surrounds this place. We haven't even mentioned any of the alien stories or the weird cryptid tales. I'll save that for another time. A special thank you to Hidden in the Shadows Paranormal for sharing this first-hand perspective of the scary phenomenon at the ranch. Be sure to follow them on Instagram and TikTok to keep up with all their scary paranormal adventures. I'll admit, all the scary stuff I experienced as a kid is almost child's play compared to these stories. And here's the thing, I believe all of it. Because, and I've said this before, there's just too much unexplained stuff in the world for it to be dismissed offhand or rationalized beyond recognition. As we close this episode of The Red Tree House, I'll admit that shadow people really make my skin crawl. And the story about the old woman peeking up over the bed really set my hair on end. After all this, we're left with a lingering question. Are Isaac's terrifying experience at the Benskin Road Ranch proof of the supernatural? I've shared the stories. Now you decide for yourself. I'm your host Will, thanks for joining me in the Red Treehouse.